I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then, if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrood. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, brought to you by Vox DFS Firelines and VoxDFS.com. I am your host, Justin Skullrood. Follow with me, as always, our founder of Skull King Fantasy Football. It is me, Ryan Skullrood. Uh... And, and fantasy, I'd say fantasy football enthusiast, but right now it's not making me very enthusiastic. How's that? Yes, this is our week 13 waiver wire show, uh, as well as a little bit of some wrap-up of week 12. Hopefully your week 12 was better than Antonio Gates or Brandon Cooks. A lot of work for absolutely nothing. Um, but we're going to get into the show here, getting into some news and notes. Uh, a little bit of news from tonight's game, the Monday Night Football game, uh, is that Jordan Matthews had to uh, go to the locker room twice in this game, yet still came back in the game. Uh, this is something to monitor uh, moving forward uh, in the leagues as well. Uh, the Chargers uh, got some good news today. Uh, in that Tyrell Williams is good despite uh, suffering a shoulder injury in Sunday's win over Houston. This is really, really good for San Diego because I don't know who they'd have left to throw to. I mean, Let's say he's their only wide receiver yeah, now. It's, it's one of those things that we, we've joked on two of our shows about uh, the infirmary ward shows, but the infirmary ward is the San Diego offense. Uh, it, unless your name is Phillip Rivers – uh, and Melvin Gordon, you have been injured this season. Well, they do, I mean, they do have Dontrell Inman, who in the past has had productive games. And it just so happens this last Sunday was a productive game, six for six uh, for 119 yards and a TD. He's just, he has never been consistent because he is, you know, if you look at the depth chart, he's really like their number five, four or five wide receiver. So, I mean, He's not again. He's in the right matchup. He can be good, but again, Tyrell Williams is proving that he's not necessarily matchup proof, but he is very good. He he can be very good in the right in the right instance, and even um, you know be able to collect targets. But really, right now, yeah, he is their only guy because Travis Benjamin either can't stay healthy or just isn't. You know, he's just that that. You know, fire a little firecracker that can make a big bang like he did when he was with uh, with Cleveland every once in a while. So, uh, Derek Carr, according to reports, is dealing with a double dislocation in his finger. Uh, that was one of the grossest things I've ever seen happen to a finger. Uh, if you watch that snap, um, but indications are that he should be fine for next week. Um, yeah, though, though, that one was definitely – honestly, how does a quarterback get a dislocated finger 
on the snap. You think, you know, that's something they practice every day. That just, you know, that one, that one kind of, it's kind of odd that that's how it happened. If you actually, they actually show the snap in slow-mo on some of the, on some of the game film. You actually watch his hand comes up really quick. And next thing you know, you see the ball hit his finger and, you know, his pinky's pointing that way when the rest of his hand is going that way. Yeah, that's, that's never a good thing. I, I, I don't like dislocating my finger once, let alone twice. Um, but uh, moving on to Houston, Texans coach Bill O'Brien said today that he expects Lamar Miller to be quote-unquote fine after Lamar Miller limped off the field with an ankle injury in Sunday's Week 12 loss to the Chargers. Is this cause for any sort of concern in your opinion, Ryan, or do you still feel that Lamar Miller should be pretty good? He is playing Green Bay, which has been kind of a running back uh, mess the last couple of weeks. Who else are they going to give the ball to? Alfred Blue? So like I said, Maybe. who else are they going to give the ball to? I mean, um, you know, Lamar Miller, I, he should be fine. Um, you know, it, yeah, he may be questionable for this next week, uh, but I think I think as of this point, he's pretty much played through a lot of different injuries this year. He's still going to hit that 1,000 yards this season. Um, it's possible he could do it against Green Bay. Now, Green Bay did a great, pretty decent job tonight of stopping the run. It was, um, you know, the dump-off passes and the screen plays that they were giving up a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of yardage to Darren Sproles tonight. Um, but I think now that Clay Matthews is back, they've moved him back into that middle linebacker role, which is not his natural position. He's naturally a outside linebacker slash DN type uh, to blitz the quarterback. But now that he's now that he's back in there, I think they'll be a little bit better at stopping up the run. So Lamar Miller could have a tough game um, this next week uh, at Green Bay, but I don't think I don't see this as. It, as much of a trouble now if you need Lamar Miller to play in order to make the playoffs since this is going to be your last for most leagues this is the last week of the regular season as you go into a three-week playoff of 14 15 16 um you know it kind of depends on who else you have in the matchup for right now I'm sticking with Lamar Miller just because he's you know he's probably one of the better running backs that you have yeah, hopefully this is not the last week of your regular season and you're hoping for DeMarco Murray to play because, sorry, he's not playing. Um, Coach Todd Bowles uh, confirmed Monday that Ryan Fitzpatrick will remain the Jets' starting quarterback for Week 13 against the Colts. We'll touch a little bit more on this and the ramifications of, of how this affects the rest of the season, but a quick look. I believe that this is good news for Brandon Marshall because – the Jets play Indianapolis and San Francisco in the next two weeks. And so you're looking at early rounds in the playoffs, or at least last week of the regular season, the first week of the, of the playoffs, being very, very good matchups uh, for Ryan Fitzpatrick in the passing game. Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I mean Fitzpatrick still hasn't been all that great for, for Brandon Marshall. I mean, God, after that monstrous season that Marshall, you know, had last year, uh, 100 targets, 49 receptions, 668 yards, and only three TDs. He is going to miss a thousand yards. So much for that bet that he made with his car for with Antonio Brown. Yeah, I'm sorry, especially after Antonio Brown went 
off. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that, you know, Fitzpatrick is, is a gunslinger that he's meant to be a backup quarterback and a fill-in quarterback. The, the, Jets, the Jets need to actually draft a real quarterback, not Bryce Petty or, or Christian Hackenberg. So, uh, you know, they're kind of in trouble anyways. Uh, Brandon Marshall, he has a couple of good matchups coming up, which could help. I'm just, I'm not, you know, I see Brandon Marshall as a, you know, he's putting up wide receiver three numbers. And I don't see how, I mean, I, I think his next this matchups, week. I think his next two matchups put him in wide receiver two range. Yeah, hopefully he'll have uh, he'll have some big games the next couple of weeks. Um, we joked about it to start off the show, but Saints coach Sean Payton attributed Brandon Cook's zero target week twelve to the Rams' coverages. Um, in my opinion, no one else had a problem with the coverages of the Rams. Everyone else got the ball. Even Kobe Fleener got yardage when he's kind of the last target on the field. Everyone was getting touches. Uh, to me, it may be a fluke, but there's this high splash, but there's always this, this, uh, this potential for getting absolutely nothing from Brandon Cooks. Yeah. I mean, even, even Willie Sneed had five catches for 38 yards and threw a touchdown pass to Tim yes. Hightower. So, and luckily that, you know, that pass is what really saved, you know, Willie Sneed in one of my leagues. Um, no, he's, he, you know, Sneed's been another disappointment as well. You know, Michael Thomas has pretty much taken over. Michael Thomas has taken over that offense. Yes. Um, and I mean, it's, it's not surprising. I mean, if you look at, if you look at the guy's actual stats, not just, you know, what he has done, um, but, uh, you know, just his body type. Let me pull it up here. Um, his actual stats. He is what? He is 6'3", 212 pounds. He is built like a big wide receiver. You know, he's it's it's he's a little bit more string beanie, but uh, you know, 789 yards so far, seven TDs. He is by far the best uh, um, rookie wide receiver so far. Yes. Um, you know. Sterling Shepard has had some good games, but hasn't had the consistency that Michael Thomas has. Um, I'm trying to think who are some of the other rookie wide receivers. Tyler Boyd, you know, Tyler Boyd's you know had a couple of good games, but hasn't really been a focus. Yeah, the Bengals just are playing horrible. Um, and then uh, you know who is another rookie wide receiver? You know, Laquan Treadwell has been nothing. I mean, yep. you know, he's got, what, a couple catches on the season? So uh, That, I think, is more the Vikings offense, but that should have come into play at the beginning of the season for anyone who drafted him. Yeah, well, he didn't, get, he didn't get his first catch until like two or three weeks ago. So, yeah, um, yeah I just, you know, I think Michael – I think this is more Michael Thomas is just that good than, uh, than anything else. Um, Sneed – or, I mean uh, – Sorry, Cooks. It's kind of back and forth. I think that he's he is a feast or famine player. So he's really a slot receiver, pretending to be a number one. Really, I mean, really, if they moved him to the slot and just kept Snead and Thomas on the outside, I think that could really help. I think that could be 
really good for their offense. I think it would be much better, but once again, we're not paid NFL coaches. We're not coaches. We, we, you know, we just we BS about you know fantasy football. So <laughs> uh, Jordan Reed did not practice today. He did have an injury uh, in the game, but came back and did score two touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to touch a little bit more on this later in in some of our waiver wire pickups. Um, Chuck Pagano uh, is optimistic that T.Y. Hilton will be back and able to play Monday night against the Jets. Uh, this is good news for uh, Colts owners in that for as much as you got penalized for the short week with Andrew Luck, you get an extra long week in getting T.Y. Hilton back and able to play for the Jets for the Monday night football game. Um I think this uh, bodes well for Moncrief either way because, once again, Luck is back. And whether or not uh, T.Y. Hilton uh, is back for the game or not, it's good for Dante Moncrief because Luck is back. If T.Y. Hilton is out, you'll see that boost to Dante Moncrief like there was this last week uh, when T.Y. Hilton went out. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think – if Hilton can't play, that that provides a big boost to Moncrief again because Luck is back. Um, if Hilton does play, I honestly I don't think it hurts Luck. I think that just provides you know Moncrief the ability to come more with the shallow crossing routes, let Hilton go deep to pull the coverages away. So um, either way, I you know I'm still I'm still huge on Moncrief. But again, they're playing they're playing the New York Jets. The only thing that would really affect that game is weather. Um, which I have not seen what the weather is supposed to be like yet for that game. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I can kind of that the the weather stats that we have on Skull King usually come out about four or five days before game time. So, um, you know, check back on that later. Uh, and it seems like. Uh, the perpetual revolving door with Gronkowski this year with injuries. Now it's his back. I think before it was a lung. Um, I think this is uh, par for the course for Rob Gronkowski. Uh, you should have known this coming in in drafting him. Uh, I drafted him last year, knowing the risk, knowing the risks, and was and it panned out. This year, it's not looking like it's going to pan out uh, for Rob Gronkowski owners. He's a beast when he's in there, but right now. Uh, he's playing less than half the games. I mean, he, he did not play in week one, two, uh, basically didn't play in three or four. Uh, he was monster in five through eight. But since the bye week, he's only really played one game. Uh, and so he's playing in less than half. It's not looking good right now. Um, he does play for the Patriots, so they are. you're not worried about his, his chances because they're in a good offense. Uh, but with L.A., Baltimore, Denver, and the Jets, they're going to be playing stiffer competition as the season moves on. So unless he can get on the field against L.A., you may look, if you're if on the off chance that your league still has trades available, I'd look to try and dish them if you can just for name recognition to maybe someone who's maybe a little bit deeper at tight end and you might be able to get something that will actually score you consistent points rather than this mix-and-match game, or you pick up a solid backup tight end. Which we have a solid backup tight end that we're going to name later that we've named many times throughout the rest throughout this podcast. Uh, I will not do that this week because I ranted about it last week, so it's your turn this week. So 
Um, that wraps up our, our major pieces of news. One that I did want to touch on was that uh, Jeremy Hill did get a little bit of a tweak in, in uh, the game for Cincinnati, but indications are that that is not too serious. Um, I kind of just feel bad for uh, Ohio football fans uh, because both teams uh, – well, Professional are, Ohio football fans. Yes, Ohio State Professional would. Ohio football fans. Uh, they are really the uh, the most injured teams outside of maybe San Diego. They're the two most injured teams in football right now. Uh, and so it's just not looking good for those two teams uh, for, the, uh, for the rest of the season. Uh, moving on to our waiver wire picks, uh, unless you have another piece of news that you want to touch on, Ryan. I think that was, I think that was it for for the news. Um, I wanted to do a you know, do a quick uh, shout out here to our uh, to our advertise well not necessarily advertisers some of the special offers that we have going on. Uh, yeah, go for it. All right, get it pulled up here. Here we go. Um, I want to talk about NFL Shop guys. Uh, if you have not been on NFLshop.com for a lot of this great deals that they have going on, uh, at this point you will have missed, once this podcast airs, you will have missed the, the, the Black Friday deals. Um, we, you know, we got together, my brothers and I got together and got my dad a nice Earl Thomas jersey um, for, for Christmas this year. And we can say that because my dad doesn't listen to this podcast. So, well, it's because he doesn't play fantasy football. He doesn't play fantasy football, so it's not a reflection upon the show. It is a reflection upon his interest in our hobby. Um, but they have some. They have some great jerseys. I mean, it's you know, it's the it's the place to get uh, your jerseys. Uh, you know, it's the number one spot to get them from. The it's the the NFL place to get uh, um, jerseys and memorabilia. They've got all the salute to service gear uh which let's be honest this those outfits are freaking awesome the hats the jerseys the sweatshirts um i would love to get uh, love to get something from there um you know for christmas this year hint hint to all the <laughs> all the family members who who uh, watch or who listen to this show or watch it on uh on uh, youtube um but you can also you can also do uh, customizable jerseys, uh, get your, you know, whatever name and number you want on there. Um, and so, yeah, hop on to uh, skulkingfootball.com slash NFL shop uh, to, uh, to get on there and, and see what they've got going on again, skulkingfootball.com slash NFL shop. That's all one word. Um, if you sign up uh, on there for their uh, email and uh, mobile updates, uh, you'll actually get 10% off your first order. So uh, again, skullkingfootball.com slash NFL shop in order to, uh, uh, you know, get some, uh, get some cool gear either for yourself or to give away for, uh, for Christmas. So, all right, that's uh, there. There's our, our advertisement. Uh, and then we're going to dive into the quarterback position. Um, do you have two or one quarterbacks, Ryan? I have two. I'll let you have the one that we, you know, that we, that we both kind of agreed on. Uh, Unless you have two, also, I have two. Also, I don't. I want to stick to my principles at the beginning of the year, and I'm willing to eat words on this one. And you can talk about the one that I don't want to talk about. But <laughs> I, I recommend you pick him up. I just don't want to say his name. 
Okay, well, you go ahead first. You start it off. Okay, uh, the the one I'm not going to mention, uh, I'll leave that one for you, but Alex Smith is in 25% of leagues. This is the one that uh, I will name, and I, I recommend picking him up at least for this week because he plays Atlanta. Now, yes, Atlanta is a strong offensive team, but they are the league's worst defense against the quarterback position. They do have a very, very strong corner in Trufant, but the rest of the team is giving up points to the quarterback position. You're talking about wide receiver two and wide receiver three and tight end are just doing monstrous things uh, against Atlanta. And so I like Alex Smith this week. It gets tougher in the playoffs. There are not some very good matchups. Uh, with him playing teams like Denver, Tennessee, San Diego in Week 17 if your league goes that long. Um, But I really like Alex Smith this week uh, in Atlanta, in a dome, not having to worry about the Kansas City weather. Uh, Real quick, uh, you know, you mentioned Desmond Trufant. Uh, They are looking at he may have to have season-ending surgery. Ooh, how did I miss that? Uh, well, that was that was just put up yesterday. I think Sleeper about missed that one. Um, so yeah, so they. Well, it's also a defensive player. Yeah, it's a defensive player, and, and sleep. We love. Okay, we love Sleeper Bot. We think it's a great tool to use to help you figure out, you know, kind of starts and sits, kind of be ahead of the game as much as possible um, in terms of finding out who to play, who not to play. Um, but when it comes to defenses, they are. It is lacking a little bit. They do some IDP stuff. A lot of their IDP players that they talk about are interior linemen and linebackers, guys that are going to have high points in IDP leagues. Um, so, but yeah, it's uh, according to ESPN, um, Vaughn McClure uh, says, although the Atlanta Haw- uh, Falcons refused to declare Desmond Trufant out for the season, the vibe in the locker room Sunday uh, was one of a team prepared to proceed without its Pro Bowl corner. So at this point, it looks like Trufant may be out for the rest of the year. Uh, looks like it's a torn pectoral muscle. And at this point in the season, I mean, if you have to have surgery on a torn pec, yeah, you're definitely done for the season. Um, it, yeah, that's never a good thing. And even even then, it can be a um, – well, and here is the fact that he's going for a follow-up appointment to get a second opinion means, okay, it's obviously bad and he just didn't want to hear it. So we're going to try it again. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, at this point, look at Trufant to be an out. So yeah, Alex Smith was actually the other name that I had as well um, because of the matchup and just because of how bad Atlanta is giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, let me get to, let me load up the stats real quick. Defense. There we go. Pass yards per game. Atlanta gives up 200. They they have passed. They have passed now. Oakland, Carolina, Indianapolis, and Dallas as the most as the most pass yards per game now um, at 282 uh, pass yards a game. So uh, yeah, um, they're uh, you know they're a good team to to stream against. Another reason would be because of how high-powered their offense is and getting ahead of teams. 
other teams just have to throw. They, they have no choice but to just throw the ball on them in order to, in order to keep it going. So, um, especially some of the weaker teams like well, Kansas City. Let's be honest, Kansas City is not necessarily a weaker team. Um, they just went into Denver and beat Denver, um, and so uh, they usually try to do it more on like the the running game. But Spencer Ware didn't have a great game this last week, so uh, you know they could they could air it out a little bit if they need to. And plus, the thing about Alex Smith is he runs; he can run the ball a bunch if he needs to. Um, he tends to lead. I mean, he is he's been down this year, but he tends to be near the you know the upper third um, in, in uh, of quarterbacks in terms of rushing yards for the season. So, yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with you there on Alex Smith. Uh, yeah, the other one, the one that we you know don't like to mention. Um, it's only because he plays for San Francisco. It's because he plays for San Francisco. Colin Kaepernick. Unfortunately, this man has returned to fantasy relevance. Um, if you, if we look at his last, uh, my question. Side note: While you're looking that up, how? Why did it take so long for Chip Kelly to instate Colin Kaepernick as a starter? Looking at what he has done, he is way more dynamic than than Blaine Gabbard, and. He fits Chip Kelly's system better than Blaine Gabbert did. Here's here's the thing. Uh, Colin Kaepernick was also out most of last year with a shoulder injury. He missed a lot of he missed a lot of the preseason, if I remember right. And so it wasn't just a matter of of him, you know, not playing because they thought that Gabbert was better. I think it was. I think it also had to do with. Um, you know, Colin Kaepernick's always been a, been a bit of a head case. You know, forget forget the whole you know forget the whole national anthem story that that he you know that that he's a part of. Forget that. If you just look at on the field and how he deals with his teammates and how he deals with wins and losses, he has been a bit of a head case. And so, you know, when teams can get into his head, he's become irrelevant. Um. You know, look at how he's played against Seattle, especially when he has to play at Seattle. Um, it it doesn't usually turn out too well for him. Um, and so I think that, you know, I think that maybe Chip Kelly was looking a little bit into that as well. So, you know, yes, they finally made the decision to get him involved again. It has worked. Colin Kaepernick has become a a very solid um, quarterback to use. And so, um, you know, I, I may even pick him up for one of my leagues. Um, just you know, one that I'm desperate to, to get points. Um, I don't necessarily like the court. The quarterback that I have has had a decent season, but he's, you know, he's meeting projections at that end. I need, you know, I need someone who's, you know, is possibly going to, go off so um yeah i colin kaepernick he's got chicago this next week chicago's not great um they're okay against quarterbacks but colin kaepernick is a different animal because he um he also runs and so that you know that that provides some extra points there so yeah i'm I'm with you on colin kaepernick i don't like to say it but i think he um I think it's it's good for fantasy owners that he doesn't face Seattle until week 17 when most seasons are already over anyways. So, And if you made it to the championship with Colin Kaepernick as your quarterback, 
I don't think you'll need him against Seattle. No. He <laughs> was pretty awesome. Uh, and so moving on to the running back position, I only have one. Uh, and so this yep. is – And I've got the same one. Okay. Uh, we're both going to talk about Kenneth Dixon. Uh, to me, uh, this has taken longer than I thought it would, um, but he is now out, uh, out snapping – Terrence West, he's now – they had the same amount of touches, I, I believe, but he's doing more with those touches. And I think this is the the turn of the corner to where he is now more the 60 than the 40 in their share of the workload. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you there. I'm actually – I had seen a stat earlier that um, I'm trying to uh, – Verse and there we go. See if I can see if it comes up. Um, new, I don't see. Okay, so maybe maybe it's not gonna come up. Oh great, all this is old stuff, so it doesn't really matter. All right, well, um, I'd seen a stat that um, in the last was it since week nine? I want to say it was since week nine. Uh, Kenneth Dixon has um, has had more yards per carry and more um, tackles had more tackles missed on his runs than Terrence West, and that's in like sixty plus um, uh, uh, rushing attempts for Terrence West and like. 35, 40 rushing attempts for Kenneth Dixon. I want to say that West has only broken like nine tackles and Kenneth Dixon has already broken like 17 on almost half the, on almost half the carries, or a little over half the, half the carries. So Kenneth Dixon is proving to be the more productive back in that backfield. So, you know, a lot of us saw this coming. We didn't, you know, we didn't necessarily see Terrence West being a breakout player in the couple of weeks that he had where he performed well were surprises, uh, were um, nice surprises, but as far as going um, going forward, we knew that Kenneth Dixon was going to be the guy, especially with how well he played in the preseason. Uh, so, and, you know, and when he had his MCL injury and had to sit for four weeks, you know, that put a damper on. I actually had to drop Kenneth Dixon before he became before he became fantasy relevant, just because of injuries on the rest of my team. So Kenneth Dixon, again, he's going up against this week. He's going up against Miami, and Miami has been pretty good um, against the run. It will be at home, and Miami has had a little bit more, had a little bit more of a struggle um, stopping up the run away uh, than they do at home. At home, they, they, their defense has been pretty suffocating when playing in Miami. And so uh, Kenneth Dixon, um, while you know, this, this matchup this week may be a little bit tough for him, um, let me, what does he have the rest of this season? Uh, Kenneth Dixon. He's got, uh, well, he does have, yeah, it's, it's actually a little bit rough for the rest of the season. He's got, um, at home against Miami who has a better, a better run defense, but, um, then he's got at new England, which actually that one could be okay at new England. Defense is not what it once was. And if we look, at, we look at a similar style of player to Kenneth Dixon in, say, C.J. Proceis, who has a much worse offensive line, C.J. Proceis made the New England defense look silly. 
Yes. And so, um, so that could be a good game. Uh, playing at Philadelphia, Philly's run defense has been pretty good at home. And then he's got Pittsburgh in championship week. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is kind of all over the place when it comes to the run. It's just a lack of consistency. And so I'm, uh, you know, I think that Dixon's definitely a guy worth owning, um, you know, to maybe do a spot start. But if, you, if you're in desperate need of running back help, go and grab him. Again, he's only owned in 29% of leagues. Get him while you can. Uh, and there are people who still have Terrence West. Uh, so if you have Terrence West, I think it's time to move on uh, to Kenneth Dixon because there's no sense in keeping the backup when you could potentially go out and get the new starter. Uh, moving on to the, the wide receiver uh, spots, I want to keep this a little short because each of us have three uh, and none of them are the same. Uh, and so I'll go first. We'll kind of go back and forth on this one, Ryan. Uh, my number one to pick up uh, is Taylor Gabriel. He had an insane game this week against Arizona uh, in the slot position. He's getting essentially running plays this last week on two screen passes, scored two touchdowns. Um, the reason why I have been hesitant in recent weeks is the fact that in the last – uh, four weeks, once again with the bye week the, in week 11, he's only got the ball uh, 13 times in four weeks. So he's getting he's touching the ball four times, but he's scored four touchdowns in the last four weeks. He is doing more per touch than any other player in the NFL in fantasy football over the last four weeks. So per touch, he's insanely better than anybody else in the league. So, though he may not get the workload, what he's doing with what he is getting is doing a lot. And with Kansas City coming up, they have a tough defense, but Gabriel's not going to be going up against the number one or number two corner in that defense. He's going to be coming into the slot. They're doing things dynamically and getting creative and getting him the ball in the screen game, and he's got the speed to take it to the house. And so, I like Taylor Gabriel as my number one this week from the wide receiver position. Yeah, he was he was kind of the, he was kind of the same thing uh, in Cleveland. Him and Travis Benjamin, um, they were you know just basically explosive players that could break out for huge for huge games. They would go back and forth. Um, so yeah, I can see that. Uh, you know, with the consistency consistency that he has shown, it's I don't see it as chasing points. Um, no, not the last four weeks. Not not you know not with five weeks. No, four out of the last five weeks if you include the bye week. So. Yeah. All right, my first one, uh, Tyreek Hill. Good grief. I mean, can anyone stop this guy? I mean, at this point, he, I mean, he has definitely taken over the top wide receiver spot in Kansas City. Next week, he's got Atlanta. Um, and so, yeah, with how he played against Denver, um, and now he's got Atlanta, who's, you know, one of the worst pass offense or pass defense teams in the league. Um, he could have a really good game, if, especially if they need to focus on throwing the ball. He's had, in the last, what, one, two, three, five weeks, uh, six targets, five targets, 13 targets, five targets, and 10 targets. And so he is getting, he is getting targeted. Um, Tyree, what, what, what did he have? Four, three touchdowns in this last game, one of them receiving, one of them in the return game. So if you have, if you have a, 
a league that does return yards, you know, definitely you want to be going after Tyreek Hill. And then, uh, and then, you know, I think he got a handoff on a, yeah, it, oh, in the in the red zone, I have Spencer Ware, and Spencer Ware lines up as the quarterback in the Wildcat and hands it off to Tyreek Hill for the for the touchdown. Are you excited for that? Yeah, that was so. When I well, I got beat bad enough in that league that it didn't really matter. So yeah, Tyreek Hill, he's he's heavily he's being heavily involved again. If you have return yards in your league, yeah, you go pick him up. He's only thirty seven percent owned. So your next guy. Uh, my next guy, uh, we mentioned when we talked about Fitzpatrick doing much better uh, and being named the starter. Um, Quincy and Nunwa had a very, very good game. Five catches on five targets for 109 yards and one touchdown. The next two weeks are fantasy football gold. He is playing Indianapolis on Monday night, and he's playing against San Francisco the following Sunday in week 14. These are two of the worst fantasy football defenses in football. These are good games. Yes, Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, but he is not playing Kansas City. He's not playing tough defenses. He just played New England, who's proving to be not as good on defense, not as style on defense as once thought earlier in the season since their trades. And so right now, I like Quincy and Nunwa to continue what he's doing. The targets have always been there. Uh, the yardage, not so much, considering the, the quarterback controversy throughout the season. But I like Quincy and Nunwa moving forward, especially for the next two weeks. It does get tougher in uh, the second and third week of the playoffs against Miami and New England. But right now, I like Quincy Newell. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. I mean, and let's be honest, he's he's had plenty of targets, you know, especially since uh, since Decker went out. I mean, you look at eleven, seven, seven, five, four, eleven, four, six, five. It just he he's not necessarily getting quality targets because their quarterback play has been horrible. Even when it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, one catch on six targets because you know Fitzpatrick can't get him the ball. One catch on four targets. Uh, four four catches. For, you know, he has a great game. 93 yards in a TD on four catches, but he was targeted 11 times. So, you know, Quincy Inunua, I the opportunity's there. If you need the wide receiver help, yeah, I, you know, I, I can see uh, I can see going that direction. So, and again, Indianapolis, uh, if we look at the stats, Indianapolis is giving up, yeah, their number, the third worst in terms of giving up pass yards. So, uh, that's you know definitely a way to way to go. So, um, my next guy, uh, Tyler Boyd. Again, this is more opportunity um, because we know for now that um, AJ Green is still not back. the 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 team doctors or the head coach said that he they were still. It's still wait and see. I don't think he'll be back for week 13. I would love to have him back for week 14 against Cleveland. That's for darn sure. But in the process, if you can get Tyler Boyd, Tyler Boyd has come back right around uh, the last couple of weeks, right around um, projection. You know, not too far less, not too far, you know, not too much more. Um, so, but in terms of since, since Green went out, he's been the number two target behind Tyler Eifert. You know, this last week, five catches uh, on nine targets for 62 yards. So he's a he's a slot receiver. So he's more of a possession guy. He's not going to you know beat anyone downfield. Even like we said last week, 
when when we were talking about picking him up, um, uh, he's he's kind of a, a Keenan Allen type. He's not gonna he's not a burner. He's a possession receiver. He runs he runs pretty good routes, um, and, and has pretty solid hands. So uh, Tyler Boyd is is mine again. That's more opportunity. He's fifty percent owned, and uh, you know what else you know what else is uh, is uh, Andy Dalton going to do? You know. Jeremy Hill's the only it's Jeremy Hill, Eifert, and Boyd until Green comes back. So he's certainly not gonna hand it off to Rex Burkhead anymore. No. Uh so is that me next? Yep, go ahead. Okay, my last one is Adam Thielen uh of Minnesota. Right now he's he in this last game he was targeted eleven times. His targets have been there over the last couple of weeks. Um, he scored touchdowns, four targets, five targets in the last two weeks, but he's averaging five or six targets on an offense that's not scoring very much, but he's facing the third corner of a team, not the first or second corner of a team. So over the last three weeks in, uh, in PPR, he's getting uh, – he had 10 – three or uh, four weeks ago, scored 12, 17, and 13 with touchdowns uh, week 10 and 11. And this week against Detroit, he had 11 targets. He does have a tougher matchup against Dallas. But once again, he's going up against the third corner and not the second or first corner. Uh, I, I am a full believer that uh, Dallas will be ahead most of this game. And the running backs are not that great in Minnesota right now. Um, and so I see them throwing the ball more, which leads more. Uh, for more targets for Adam Thielen. I agree with you there. Uh, Dallas right now in terms of giving up yards overall, pass yards, they're the fourth worst um, in terms of pass pass defense. Uh, they've given up – here's the deal, though. They've only given up 19, inter, uh, 19 touchdowns. They only have four interceptions, but they've only given up 19 touchdowns. Um, looking at the in, – in terms of like the bottom seven, they're the only team to give up less than 20. Um, so they're giving up a lot of yards, but not necessarily the touchdowns. I think that, you know, going with Thielen, he's, he's going to be a good possession guy and he's been getting a lot of targets. Um, so yeah, I can, I, I like Adam Thielen for, for this week also, uh, as a pickup. And then my last one, uh, again, this is, this is deep and I wish, I wish I would have actually mentioned this guy last week. I wanted to and, and just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, Marcus Wilson, or Marquise, or, how, or Marquess, however you're going to say it. Marcus Wilson, out of the you know, Washington State University, finally has been healthy enough to come back. He came off of, what was it, IR or whatever it was, um, in week 11, had one catch for, or one catch for 35 yards. This week comes in, has Matt Barkley, not Jay Cutler, who he actually had some chemistry with, has Matt Barkley and goes eight catches on 11 targets for 125 yards and a TD. He has now become the de facto number one wide receiver for the Chicago Bears over Cameron Meredith, who had been productive throughout the season for the most part, um, with, uh, with Alshon Jeffrey out because of, you know, because of... Uh, non-working PEDs. So uh, he has San Francisco. He's got Detroit, Green Bay's pass defense. Uh, Washington has a better pass defense. Uh, that's, you know, championship week. 
um, you know, on December 24th, Christmas Eve, you know, take Marcus Wilson at this point. He's, he'll, he should be, uh, he should be a good, uh, you know, their, their offense, you know, the team is not very good. They need to, you know, just see what they've got. Keep throwing the crap out of the ball. Um, Jordan Howard, brother bear should be running the ball pretty well this next week against San Francisco, which could open up uh, for more opportunities for Marcus Wilson to get passes. So he's only 1% owned. No one owns him. He's only, he's owned in one league that I have. And that's, you know, one of my most competitive, the most competitive league I'm in. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's where I'm going with uh, wide receivers. Okay. And moving on into the tight ends, uh, Ryan, uh, I'll let you go first. Since everyone kind of knows where you're going, I'll let you kind of do your thing uh, on a tight end we've been mentioning for weeks. Can someone please pick up CJ Fedorowicz and actually listen to what we are saying here? <laughs> okay, he's not explosive. We can admit that. Okay. However, let's uh, let's look at what he's done so far this year. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's go ahead and look at tight ends overall. Uh, no, all players, tight ends. This is on Yahoo in full point PPR, not projected. Actual fantasy points. CJ Fedorowicz is the number one. He is the number 13 wide receiver, and yet he is only 35% owned, and he has been one of the most consistent or sorry, tight ends, not wide receiver, tight ends. And he has been one of the most consistent tight ends over the last eight, nine weeks. If you take out the bye week. If you take out the bye week, it's eight weeks. So he had one, he's had, what, two weeks under, three weeks under 10 points in, uh, in, fin, in uh, full point PPR. But he's getting, you know, four, he's getting targeted like crazy. He's had two weeks of less than six targets in the last eight weeks. You know, Osweiler has no connection whatsoever with DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen it. There's, there's nothing. They have no chemistry. C.J. Fedorowicz has been catching the ball. He's been getting targeted heavily. We know that Osweiler can't throw the ball down the field. He likes the short yardage targets. C.J. Fedorowicz is there. He's go I think by the end of the season, Fedorowicz, again, like we talked about last year, how he, be or a few weeks ago, that he would become the, the Gary Barnage. Now, he's not collecting the TDs that Barnage had last year. But Fedorowicz is becoming a very solid tight end every week. And like we said, uh, he's got Green Bay this week, who, what are we, uh, Green Bay is giving up the seventh most amount of uh, points to tight ends um, in fantasy football. Uh, he's got Indianapolis. In week 14, he's got Jacksonville in week 15 and Cincinnati in week 16. He has a cake schedule. Pick him up already. Okay, I'm done. Your turn. Okay, my tight end to pick up is Vernon Davis. For those of you who have Jordan Reed, uh, no real clear information has come out this week uh, so far. Once again, early in the week about Jordan Reed's injury. Um, but right now, uh, once again, we're, we're talking kind of some basics here when it comes to, um, to player personnel. If something comes up late, 
in in Jordan's uh, in Jordan Reed's uh, week for his injury, Vernon Davis has proven he can sit in and do the exact same, not the exact same work, but still have a relevant, solid week. Um, the weeks that he has played since week six, he's getting in PPR leagues, he's getting more than ten points, and so he's getting that production. The only one that he didn't was against Green Bay, and that was more. Uh, the way the scheme was, and I believe uh, uh, Reed went off in that game uh, as well. And so uh, Vernon Davis is a solid player for when and if uh, Jordan Reed goes down. That's not something you can afford to miss out on. For those of you who are Jordan Reed owners, this is someone you need to pick up, only owned in 9% of leagues. Yeah, agreed. He's, you know, Vernon Davis, for the most part, we all thought his career was over after uh, after Camp Chancellor's messed him up twice uh, when he was in San Francisco, and he proved that he just couldn't be productive for a while. Um, I think he's finally got his, you know, his head right again. Um, and, uh, and Kirk Cousins loves throwing to his tight ends. Um, that's kind of been the, you know, how he's, really how he's gotten things going um, the last couple of years. Uh, I mean, he's he's been able to throw the deep ball. He's been able to throw the ball around a lot, but he, his his primary focus is throwing to the tight ends. And, yeah, if Jordan Reed is out, uh, what I saw here, um, he's Jordan Reed only has about 30% of his of range of motion uh, in his shoulder right now with it was an AC sprain. Yeah. Um, uh, so if he cannot manage at least a limited session Wednesday or Thursday, they'll probably be forced to sit him on Sunday. And in that case, yes, you need Vernon Davis. So um, if you know if you're in trouble and really need the the tight end work, or if you know if Jordan Reed is a big part of your your team and your scoring, and you have this the spot not necessarily the spot to burn, or if you have someone on your your team that's injured and you you need to make sure to have that insurance, uh, go ahead and go with uh, pick up Vernon Davis. Okay, moving on to the defenses. I don't really see a defense that I really want to uh, pick up, uh, and so I'm really defaulting to what uh, what you've got, Ryan. All right. Well, here we go. Um, we've, for the most part, we have always we've kind of lived by the rule: you stream against two teams slash people. You stream against Justin. You, you stream against the Cleveland Browns because they're terrible. Um, yes, they will put up some points, but for the most part, they're still going to give up. You know, they're still going to give up turnovers and such. So you, you stream against. So last week was a great week to have the New York Giants. Um, this week, unfortunately, the week that you need to have a solid defense to get into the playoffs to help you score as many points as possible, the Browns are on by. <laughs> how how Cleveland of that. Of 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 them, how Cleveland of them. When you need to rely on them in any way, shape, or form, they can't do it. They can't do it because they're on a bye week. Um, and so the other person that we stream against is Blake Bortles. Oh yeah. Unfortunately, who's playing Jacksonville this week? Denver. They're already owned. <laughs> you can't you can't go with Denver's defense. Um. And so at this point, where is hey, where is Denver's defense? Oh, that's right, because yeah, it should be one, two, or three. 
Uh, yeah, Denver's defense is 97% owned, so you're not going to get Denver's defense. And so we have to dig a little bit more in order to find defenses that may be worth picking up. And this week, I like, you know, we talked about Adam Thielen and the fact that Detroit's defense is giving up so many yards, or that Dallas's defense is giving up so many yards um, in the passing game. Sam Bradford is still the quarterback for Minnesota. And for that reason, I am picking up, you know, if I have a defense I'm not so confident in, I am picking up Dallas against Minnesota. Um, They're 47% owned. They have actually managed, let's see, let's go back to, let me get back to overall total defense. In terms of yards, yes, they Dallas gives up a ton. Um, in terms of passing yards, rushing yards per game, uh, they are top three. They're number three in terms of rush yards per game, which Minnesota has no choice but to throw the ball anyways because they can't run the ball worth the lick of Yes, worth the lick of anything gross. <laughs> uh, in terms of turnovers, of course, turnovers. Why is turnovers not on here? Um, passing downs. Let's see how many interceptions they've got. Twenty sacks, only four interceptions. They're not intercepting the ball. Um, fumbles. Dallas. They've all, They've you know they've cause six and so um you know the they're a solid defense not great but solid you know middle of the road in terms of in terms of averages and so i'm streaming against sam bradford um even though it's in minnesota i think that dallas i unfortunately i think that dallas keeps it up and and plays pretty well against them the other one that i'm streaming against is I found it somewhat beneficial to stream against Brock Osweiler. Yes. And so I am going with Green Bay's defense. Green Bay will be at home this week against Houston, this next week against Houston. And their rush defense, like I said, with um, Clay Matthews back in the lineup, uh, the Green Bay rush defense played much better tonight. Um, I don't think, well, I don't have this week's up um and so wait or do i again yes we are so professional here because we have everything already or not oh come on i love them wi-fis yeah well it wasn't the wi-fis that i kept clicking i that i kept going over what the the possible weather report for next week was and it kept blocking okay here we go so in terms of how many rush yards they give up this week um box score box score box score there we go receiving four let's go or sorry, rushing. They only gave up. God, they gave up less than 100 yards. They gave up less than 80 yards, and so right around 80 yards. So yeah, they're still keeping up the the rush defense, and that was in Philadelphia. And so I think that they keep that up. I think that Lamar Miller will get his yards. I don't necessarily think that he'll get uh, get touchdowns. I think their defense is stepping it up, and so because of that. I like Green Bay's defense. And again, Brock Osweiler has shown that he can't throw the ball to anyone. Um, you know, they may give up some yards to, you know, to C.J. Fedorowicz or to um, 
or to perhaps DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Will Fuller has kind of fallen off the map the last, uh, you know, since week three when he had, you know, those two breakout games. And so I am totally fine to stream the Green Bay defense, who's only 28% owned. I think it's a good matchup for them at home going up against uh, going up against Houston. So that's what I've got for defenses. Okay. Any other bits of news that you have for us today, Ryan? No, just uh, saying good luck as we go into this last week. Um, I hope you get the waiver the waiver pickups that, that you want. I hope that some of our information has been uh, helpful to you. Um, it hasn't helped us. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would not say that. Uh, well, so uh, let, let me put it this way. are what they are. Yeah, injury. I've, this, I've, for the most part, been lucky in my fantasy football career to avoid injuries. This year, I was not so lucky. Paid for it all. I, I, yeah, I made up for all those, all that luck that I've had the last few years in terms of um, being able to avoid injuries um, at key positions. This year, uh, I was not so lucky, and so I think I only have one team above five hundred. Um, I've, I've had, I have multiple leagues where I am in the top two or three in the league in terms of fantasy points scored against. So it's just, it's been a, it's been a down year for me. Uh, a lot of guys scoring a lot of points against me when I'm having mediocre weeks. And so, you know, I think that, you know, I've done a, I did a pretty good job this year of drafting. Um, but, uh, you know, waiver wire, waiver wire pickups haven't always gone my way. Injuries, you know, just absolutely destroyed me. And so this hasn't been the, the best season for me. Fantasy-wise, it's actually been one of the worst. This has probably been the worst season for me um, in my fantasy football career. And so, you know, I hope that, uh, I hope that the information we give you is, has at least um, here and there given you the, the tools that you need to have a successful season. And with that, uh, we do want to thank you for stopping by the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Once again, brought to you by Vox DFS Firelines and VoxDFS.com. I have been your host, Justin Skullrude. And I am your founder, Ryan Skullrude. Good luck. Good luck if this is good luck. Uh Good luck. Good luck if this is your... Uh, your playoff week. Good luck in week one of the playoffs. For those of you who are trying to finish off and make it into the playoffs, good luck. Once again, we thank you for stopping by and enjoy your week. All right. We'll talk to you later, guys. five-hour energy it works fast it works long it tastes good and with zero sugar and four calories there's nothing holding you back fits your pocket fits your backpack fits your on-the-go life whether you're going to work going on vacation or just going out with friends five-hour energy energy on the go for more information visit fivehourenergy.com at jared we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion and once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared 
you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.